What are your thoughts? Guys, just stop straining your damn voice. It's good, man. Well, you want to You want to hear how this guy usually sounds? Uh, more strained? No, no, no. Like, not even trying. Listen to this, okay? He, he, this is his famous song. This is him. He talks, like, almost on the underside of his voice. It's like... Same guy. Ready? Listen, right here. Fast. It's like the vocal fry. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's how he sings normally. That's like codeine. Here's another one. Let's see. Where is he? Where is he? This guy's no fun. So it goes from that to. (laughs) Right. But what's different is that same guy. Same guy. In Swaco, this is SOS featuring Travis Barker, which is why I'm a big fan. Because Travis Barker, man, he's like the sound of Blink. I'm realizing, huh? It's not the other guy. Tom DeLonge. Oh wow, <laughs> I'm impressed, Ed. I, I I said the Hantu buy me some time. The what? <laughs> Just like buy me time to like think of. Oh, who. I was like, huh? <laughs> Tom. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting to see if you were gonna like what your response yeah, yeah. gonna be. <laughs> Anyways, okay, guys, we have a um. First off, first off, <laughs> what uh, do we have? <laughs> we have Ronaldo just signed with Manchester United. God bless. Which is going to be old news by the time this is out, but it like, just happened. Yeah. So technically, um, we're the first to break it. And just to show you how big soccer is. Ooh. Um, I love these like, little tangents you're going on. Like, soccer. Tom soccer. <laughs> like, there's no, you're not committing, you know? Yeah, the emphasis is all over the place. <laughs> wow, he just did that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you and I both separately got, like, requests to go to UK like right away as right soon when, as yeah. he signed um, my cousin calls me he's like bro please November 30th let's go Arsenal versus Man U oh, and then sold you got somebody. your brother like talking my, to you my brother was like yo we gotta go to the UK for Man United game and 1975 concert bro for a person to have that much impact in life to just be like to make others like people in freaking well, Toronto to why, be like oh let's why. go to UK for, for well, Ronaldo yes one he's a legendary player Two, he's getting old, so yeah. you, you want to see him play. Three, it's Manchester United, which is already a massive type of. Game I mean, they're anyway. all they're all team, but yeah, like yeah. that's like worldly. So many people know Man U. It's, this is gonna be it's like such a sensitive thing for it, people because like that's not my team. Yeah, I, I don't care. Even if it's not your team, honest to God, if you're from the UK, if you're from anywhere, you know the love Ronaldo has for Man U. This guy's going home, you know, to probably retire there, which this is, is sick. phenomenal. I love that. I love that story. Love it. It's so great. Um, let's talk about... <laughs> a light and fun conversational topic. Okay, so, so Dan today was like, yeah, uh, we were going like through some ideas. And then he's like, yeah, you know, as long as uh, is this like light and conversational. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got some light and conversational. He's like, all right, what, what do you got? I was like, um, I think I might go, might be going through depression right now. <laughs> Guys, seriously, when I when I do a podcast, okay, I like to always have a yeah. portion of it to be light, fun, something where we can talk and it's like relatable and you guys are like, when you're yeah, at work, yeah. right? So I was like, okay, man, like where is the light and fun part of this? He's like, well, it's, uh, I'm looking at him think, he's like, it might be that I have depression. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> so uh, here, here's the thing. With the whole topic of depression, okay, uh, it's, it, it, 
it's bizarre because where we're going to go with this conversation is probably more relatable, even if you haven't experienced a form of depression yeah. than you might think. Only because we just went through a year of very bizarre things yeah. that I've got a direct uh, thing that happened that is on topic with this. I, I'm beating around the bush. Let's just get to it. Look, I know. I, I, look, here's the thing about Dan. He doesn't exaggerate much. You know me. I exaggerate much. Okay. This topic is going to be the most relatable topic you've ever heard of. Okay? <laughs> you look back in the last year of your life, you're going to have so much relatedness to it. Uh, except for the first part, I think I'm going through depression. Um, well, let's, let's talk about that. Let's unpack. Okay, so, so let's... Uh, and know. we're not going to uh, make fun of it just because we make fun of it. This is just the way we like to speak. Yeah. Okay. And actually, as I play cartoony music, let's talk about depression. depression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to do that either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's true. Look, everybody's conversation about mental health can be different. Exactly. Whether you laugh and joke about it is totally fine, by yeah. the way. You don't have to... Mm. People at home, that's not because they dealt with the different... That's okay. All in all is we're not making this topic um, like it's... We're not... We're, we're, we're treating it like it's serious because it is. Yes. It's always serious. Yes. But we may laugh and joke in sense that makes us comfortable talking about it. And that's fine. Totally. So just know, don't get offended. It, we still treat it like it is a very serious thing. I know some people have had a very difficult time. Some people have lost people to it, yeah. right? And we're not disregarding that. I, I'm pretty sure if you ask some therapists, there's going to be a lot of therapists that are like, yeah, our clients, the way they deal with it is like laughter and like so many people laugh, do man. laugh at themselves and like, like <laughs> lol. Uh... When I went through high school, I remember like anytime like somebody would like bully me or tease me, not bully, tease me. Yeah. I would often, you know how much power gets removed when you joke yourself about it? Oof. You got to hit him first with the, I got the thick eyebrows. I know. Or not, not even that. Don't, don't beat yourself up first. Yeah. Like if they're going to do it, just, just like either be like, oh, like, are you like, is that your first time yeah, saying yeah. that? Or you just realize this now type thing. Um, I usually would chirp back at them, mm. which didn't really always help. It only made them more mad. Uh, yeah. And I, I always like pre-chirp myself just so like no one even tries to even cover the, the topic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So. Why do I think? I, I was like, yeah, I don't why? Think, Where I don't, I don't think from? I have depression. I think it could be a mood swing. I feel like it's not long enough for me to to actually have depression. Um, it all starts uh, obviously like a yearish ago. When, let's say when got laid off. Okay. okay I feel like okay. when sense. I went unemployment insurance, right, or like the government here. God bless a third like first world problem, but God bless the government here is like giving money to people that are laid off. Right. Right. Not all governments do that. You know. Right. Right. And God, right. Okay. Amazing. Um, but I feel like that in itself, it was already taking away so much motivation away from me. Of course. Right. Like it's but, like but that, it's like don't work and you'll get the same amount of money as you working. Oh, I see. In that sense. In that sense. Because first off, losing a job is enough to put somebody into a depressive, a depressive cycle. Exactly. Or, or cyclone. Yeah. You know, yeah, like right. that. Because so many people identify as their careers, their jobs. And you know how much that affects your ego when you totally. have somebody essentially saying, we don't want you anymore. They're not like, maybe your job got cut, but it was like, a lot of people absorb it as, we don't want you anymore. Yeah. You know, my I had a job once and it was with my dad's, like my dad was high up in this company. Okay. If your dad fired you. And no, no, he didn't. You, hey, he didn't. But, but it was a one year contract. True. And at the end of the one year, my dad called me into his room at, at my house because obviously I was we live in the same house mm -hmm. he's like Dan listen tomorrow so and so is going to call you into her office and she's not she's going to tell you they're not renewing your contract 
And so it was kind of an initial blow of like, ooh, from my own dad, right? Yeah. But I get it wasn't him. So then when it still happened, I went to work that day th- with this thing of, oh my God, when's it going to happen? I got to play it cool. She called me in and it was still polite, but I still felt totally rejected. Yes. And it hurts, man. It hurts. Like she was like, yeah, so your contract's coming up. We're, we've decided we're not going to renew it because you would think, what did I do wrong? And immediately it was nothing about you. We're just cutting roles. Yeah. But you hear that and you're like, yeah, what, what is it about me? What is it about me? Right. Damn. And it's like, you know, I, I told you this before, you know, I went out with some uh, friends last night and it was just like a very unrelatable experience for me Mm-mm-mm. because one, these guys all work together and they're all talking about people. They work together and something where I'm like, you, you, you were saying you felt like the oddball out. I felt like the oddball out, man, yeah. even though I was sort of the one that planned it. <laughs> oh, no, oh, <laughs> I did. Shit. But it's like I'm all for having everybody come. But yeah. there's a sense of. Man, I'm sensitive in that sense where I get feel like disrespected, okay? Mm. I was once on a set once filming a series where the whole crew spoke French, and I didn't. So I'm like, have some respect for everybody here, and yeah. maybe don't speak the language that everyone here doesn't speak. Okay, but hold on. If you're the only one that doesn't speak French, but I'm you know, also, they're, they're probably like, hey, you have some respect for us. No, no, no. But I'm not, speak no, English. no, 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 no. They're bilingual. I'm not. Uh-huh. So it makes it easier. Also, I was the host. They're trying to... They wouldn't even tell me what I'm doing during the day because they've already talked about it in French. Oh, shit. That I'm now like, guys, I don't speak French. Even the head producer said, guys, when you're on this shoot, maybe speak the language everyone understands. Yeah. Right? Come on. It's it's common sense. So anyways, last night it was like that. I'm like, the the 90% of the topic where I was like, fuck, man. Like, I'm not wasting my night trying to understand who the hell Bianca is or (laughs) Chelsea. I don't know who they are. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, are we just going to talk about work all night? (laughs) No, so I was I like, this shit. so I, I had enough that I'm like, you know, fuck this. I'm going home. So I was yeah. like, hey guys, I, I got to go. So I left and I was just like, I was just kind of like, That's, that was like nice dudes, but I'm like kind of a waste of my time, you know? Yeah. Damn. You're like, I'd rather be editing videos or some shit. Yeah. Or, or like I got home and I started watching the Donda, uh, Kanye West. Uh, I got oh, yeah. the, the tail end. The guy's a friggin' genius. We don't have to get into it now, but he built a friggin' church inside. It was unreal. This guy's wild. Hold on, I'm going to get into Kanye for a second, okay? This guy is wild, bro. Like, yeah. I know a lot of people say, like, like my my craziness is my superpower or, like, my mental health is my superpower. This guy, his craziness is his superpower, period. It is, and it's also his biggest weakness. It is. You're right. right. So, so I've heard, this is what I've heard, that he, they put him on meds all the time. Yeah. Right? And that's when he's, like, slightly okay. Yeah. And then, but when he wants to, like, create music and he wants to, like, you know, think of these ideas, he cannot be on meds. He can't be on these meds that, like, normalize they him, numb right? you. They, yeah. Exactly. He wants to be, like, yeah. all full creation mode. All and, full and I creativity. think that, that's his gift, yeah. And so when he goes that, then he goes into, like, these moments when, like, he's posting Drake's address, which is hilarious because, like, everyone knows Drake's address. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, he just goes weird wild Yeah. when he's in, like, creativity mode. Yeah, which is why I think seeing it last night, it's like unreal. If that's where his mind goes, like maybe throttle it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in his surroundings, so I don't know. Yeah, his life has had a lot of changes recently. I don't know. Um, but yeah, where, okay. were, where were we going with this? So you're saying you're the oddball out and that feeling of unwantedness. Oh, oh, okay, of not being wanted. Your, back to your story. <laughs> so yes, okay. So that all so far it makes sense. You you we enter a world pandemic, which is scary at the first start of it. Yep. We don't know what it is. Secondly, your job lets you go. Yeah. Another a big form of and, and, and so okay. The, the first 
this whole thing about the pandemic situation, okay? Um, and we'll get into this later with the article, but it's like this, we've had, we had so much adrenaline in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Where in the beginning, everything was so serious and everything was like, oh my God, what could happen? Anything can happen right now. Um, and it, it just, it was all over the place and we had that fight or flight mode. So a lot of the problems that you, that you had were kind of numbed or put to the back seat. Um, because of the pandemic, because of the pandemic, because you're in that fight or flight mode, like you're not caring about losing your job right now. You just care about like, let's say your parents or right. Friggin scrubbing fruit with soap and shit. Um, yeah. So, okay. The thing is about my job. I love that job. You guys know how much I love that job. I, nothing made me feel more free than like flying all over the place. Um, sorry. Yeah. I just hit some peanuts. Yeah. Yes and no. Go on. You would come to the podcast and obviously seem very happy. Yeah. And you'd be like, wow, I just, you know, I had lunch in India and whatever. But you, you're always in a perpetual version of I'm going to be leaving soon. Mm, it's true. I was always saying I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Always. Okay. Because the flip that I had in mind, right, is when I go to India, when I do all this stuff, I wanted to like start making, let's say, videos or content about going to all these places, right? Which would have been amazing. Yeah, that is like my ultimate version of happiness, honest to God, okay? Which, the job itself- you, Okay, why don't you just start it already? What's stopping you from starting that? Yeah, yeah, okay. So then comes this whole thing of like, what, why not just start it already? And so I think I could bounce off you on this one perfectly, but YouTube, I'd imagine the first year is a whole hellhole because you're not getting paid to, to do the content or you're no, not getting but- paid as much as- Anytime you start a new social media, I'll, I'll give this advice. Yeah. Um, you grow faster than you would any other time, in my opinion. Mm. I grew on TikTok to over 700,000 followers in under a year. Yeah. And now it's like teetering over to 800. But the difference is when you first start something, you're full of passion. Yeah. Nothing can stop you. Yeah. You want to do it. You have fun. Everything is new. You got your first comments. You got your first like. You got your yeah, first yeah. hate comment. Everything is new. And that's what carries you to give you enough fuel to get through the first year. Yeah. So I find the first year is not the hardest. I find it to be the most exciting because everything new is happening for the first time. Year three, four, five is where things start to plateau and you're like, eh, I felt this, you know, doesn't mm-hmm. hit the same. Why, why aren't I growing like I used to? Where's the like magic? apathy? You, you start questioning like, where's the magic? The magic yeah. is still there. It's just, you have to view it in different a, a different light, right? Because it's not the first time it's happening anymore. Okay, so I'm going to take not this Dan, Okay, I'm going to take the Dan that started before they started. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you knowing that the first year is going to be the most fun and not the hardest, um, maybe is wrong. But, like, for me, I, I would think that the hardest thing about the first year is, well, how can I make enough money to sustain a life and all that? So where I was going with that is that yeah. being on employment insurance would have been the perfect time to have started making content. You know what I mean? But you couldn't. You couldn't. What do you mean? You could not travel the world at the time that you were on unemployment insurance. Okay. You say that, but like my head, the way it worked was this whole last year of like, damn, man, I wasted a whole year. I should have, I should have started no, it, you know? But this is where you have to stop. Of course. Like I, I know, oh, you these, know that. these are the faults, right? Yeah, I'm okay. just saying these are all the faults that are kind of going into how I'm feeling now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, you know, um, relationship stuff, friggin', uh, whipping out my cock stuff, <laughs> you know, just like 
I, I feel, especially in the last month, it's just been like hard hitting stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just like one thing after the friggin' other. You know, um, it's been like this unrelenting, always after you. Why me? Yes, it's happened again. Yeah. Now, I'm. I swear to God, I'm chill enough to be like, you know, I, it's not like. I don't know. I'm, I'm always looking at the good side here. Honest to God. And this is probably, I think, in the last 98 episodes, you've never heard me talk this much, like, I guess, not bad, but, like, so d- d- depression-ish. Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, so I was like, maybe it's just a mood swing. Maybe it's not depression. Because I feel like depression is, like, a real, you know, a real one year, two year, I feel worthless. Honest to God, I don't feel worthless. I... I feel like I have value. I feel like I have, you know, I feel like I have friends around me, good people around me that, um, you know, that uh, that give me value, that give me right. worth. So, um, so you can still see that. Yeah, I can right. still see yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I'm not trying to classify it as like full out depression. Uh, that's why I was like, maybe it's just a mood swing because there are moments, especially with my family, that I'm like getting like getting irritated so fast. Mm-hmm. But then like, again, I zoom out and I'm like, everyone's getting irritated with their family in the last year or two. There's there's two ways I look at this. One, yep. if it was sort of de- um, a spiral or symptoms of depression, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, if two, if it's a mood swing, it makes sense. Either way, it makes sense. Yeah. And it, most of the times, it'll always make sense, right? Uh, the, the struggle is with depression. It convinces you that it doesn't make sense, yeah. right? But you just ended a, a year, more than a year, man, like 15 months where we all had to stay inside and it affected us differently. I had a great year. Yeah. But what, what I've realized is with all this isolation with people, um, everyone's gone in different directions. Mm. Some of them have thrives. A lot of them have not. And it's like, okay, you take away everything from somebody. What do you think is going to happen to their mental health? Yeah. You take away being able to travel. It's a huge thing for people. Mm-hmm. But with you, not only was it a job, it was a traveling job. Yeah. It was a dream of being able to uh, film, make travel vlogs. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're stuck inside a house with no, and I use this in quotations, purpose. Yeah. Because you're no longer contributing to society in a job sense. So your mind is necessarily going to go, well, what, what am I doing? Yeah. You play a lot of video games to pass the time with your friends who may be laughing and joking because they're living with a significant other. There's so many things that make you feel a certain way. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Man, like even video games, you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. playing I'm playing video games and I'm like, well, no, we're all playing video games. It's all good. But then I'm like, nah, but they have like actual jobs, you know? Like, again, contributing members. Man, yeah, but no, every, it, it, it's, a, it's a video game thing too. Yeah. Like when I, I find, I just set up my gaming computer again and it was just so I can do 3D scanning. But I started gaming again. And it's, it's more so for the social aspect. Yeah. And I'll talk to people. And I just did my taxes. And last year was the most money I've ever made in a year. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very successful year. But when I talk to these people and I hear them complain about work, and I think, I don't have any complaints about work, I then start to feel, shoot. Oddballed again. Well, yeah. What, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. So much of our life, man, is, is us trying to find ways that we're outcasts. Yeah. Or we're oddballs, right? And it's like, it should be the way around. Instead of viewing it negatively, like, oh, I'm weird, I'm defective, I'm one of a kind. It should be like, I'm one of a kind. I'm yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. like, nobody is defective. We we just talked about Kanye West, yeah. a guy that has jumped on stage, uh, verbally said, you don't deserve this award, you know. Yeah, yeah. Got but it. he's, in so many people's eyes, is an absolute genius. He's an absolute jackass in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. 
And in a lot of people's eyes, he's an absolute genius. And so I posted this thing recently where it was like, um, if everybody likes you, you're doing something wrong. You know, I saw you post this and I was like, man, I feel like in the last year or two mm. that I've known you, you have gone full force, not full force yes. on this, but like you've really dug deep into that quote of like, you know, I don't want to, um, you you're know, right. You're right. I, I'd rather be myself and it's going to piss off some people. Yeah. And, and like, I've honest to God seen it happen. You're right. And it's good. And, and I guess the whole campaigning of that, which I would say has been over a year, was just been through the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. In my free time, I started to read mm. because instead of getting in my head, I was like, let's start reading about what's going on in my head. Mm. Right. And I would do audio books. And from reading these things, it's like, it's unreal how much we live our lives based off of what we want others to think about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start wasting time. You're like, you know, I've always felt this internal clock. I'm 30 this year. Mm. Okay, essentially, half of my life, I'll be middle age in 10 years. Yeah. Half of my life is already over in 10 years. Yeah. Man, that's such a daunting thing that I'm thinking, how much more am I going to live my life trying to tell people that I have value? Like, instead of that, screw that. I want to find a way that I can value myself and not have to worry about constantly impressing people. Yeah. Manny, but here's the thing. It's like internally, like, okay, let's say my thing or your thing or whatever. Honest to God, if you ever have doubts about your value, mm. if you go outside to the people, right? The people around you, okay? And you actually ask them about your value, like you, the thing is with all of us, every one of us, we all underestimate our own value or uh, I guess undervalue ourselves. hundred percent. Okay. But, and one thing I've learned that's so good is like when you're inside your head and like, you've really made a bed there and like you're living there, just step up, just look at, just look outside, look at different things, look at friggin' trees, do whatever you need. Just get out of your head for a second. And the more you do that, um, the less you'll be ahead. Because honestly, when you're in that, when you're in that mindset in your head, you spiral. Well, for added down. measure, for added yeah. measure, things like anxiety and depression will fuel that shit. Yeah. It'll constantly tell you, no, you're not good enough, man. I'm telling you, I've been telling you, you're not good enough. It's, it's almost, I mean, depression can be a chemical imbalance for one. Yeah. So a lot of that is not even within your mental state of control, mm -hmm. right? A sense of overthinking and over worrying is something you can sort of get a grasp on, which is what I've done this past year, which is why when I hear a comment like, you've really grasped that it's such a good feeling because I have, when you start creating things like for me, it's art, but for other people, it might be baking yeah, or sourdough. Whatever it is, yeah. it's, it's an expression and you put yourself out there. Right. And it's, it can be nerve wracking to hear what people have to say. So it's, it's ballsy, right? Okay. Hold on to this, what you just said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because this is very important. And I love that you said this because it might be the answer to what I'm about to get into, um, which is the most relatable thing I have ever spoken about in my life. But we, do we ever address you? Did we address what's going on with you? What do you mean? We didn't. When we started this conversation with, you might be depressed, might be in mood swing, but you only shared half your symptoms. Okay, so this is what I think it is. What am I about to Oh, you're into. about, okay. Okay. And uh, it's a great article um, in the New York Times uh, by a man named Adam Grant. And I swear to God, I might try to email this dude to be like, yo, we need you here. Mm. Um, so uh, the article he wrote is, there's a name for the blah you're feeling. It's called languishing. Okay. So 
if you look at a spectrum of happiness and uh, okay, so there's depression on one side, which is like the worst of the worst, and then there's something called flourishing. Flourishing, you're in like friggin' flow state. You're you getting are opportunity, rushing it. You're just like, you know that that moment in your life when like everything you touch just turns into gold, and you're you feel just like, lighter. You're like friggin'. everything makes sense. It's lining up for you. Ooh, lighter. Yes, the yeah. steps you're taking. You're like, woo. Yeah, everything. Like life is good. You're smiling. You're like, how could it get any like, better? Yeah, it's yeah. like when you make a room. Uh, all laugh together, yeah. and they can't help themselves. And you're and like, like someone says, oh, you're, yeah, oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Yeah. And then you say something even funnier. You just, <laughs> you just go for it. Okay, yeah. that's flourishing. Okay, all right. Um, there's a neglected middle child that's called languishing. Okay, languishing. Um, it's that he thinks Adam Grant thinks it's like the the dominant feeling of 2021. Okay, um, languishing is that it's a sense of this is how he describes it, is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And, he, and it might be the dominant emotion oh my God. of 2021. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, so 100%. He, you feel this? Already I feel this. You feel the block. Holy shit. Well, let me let you in on a secret, you and everyone listening. Yep. This move to the States was originally fueled by this exact thing, which you've now put a name to, languishing. Mm. I was at home for the past year doing the same thing, art videos, you know, playing to one algorithm, which was just YouTube. And I'm like, why isn't it taking off? Well, when when you play to one, you're leaving it solely up to that one to decide if it's going to be a success or not, right? Mm. So this past year, I uploaded now my content to YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Mm. TikTok, it'll get a million. YouTube, it'll get 3,000. YouTube will get 15,000, TikTok will get nine. Like algorithms are all over that. I think a part of this I've learned is that never give all of your power to one thing, yeah. one person, one group. Never do that because you'll be the prisoner of, of their them, actions. Of them and, and their experiences in life. So when I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I was, I was struggling with the YouTube algorithm, but I'm killing it on the TikTok algorithm. <laughs> all it took was experiencing something else. So... I had this this blah feeling, and I'm like, you know what? I need to move. Yeah. And I don't need just to move. I need to move far. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to move to Las Vegas. Now, let's break this down. Why would I want to move to Las Vegas? <laughs> because it is the total opposite of what we just experienced this past year of isolation. Las Vegas is full of people, partying, loud, talking, laughing, dancing, yeah. everything that I wish I could have been doing last year. And I sat there thinking, holy shit. Everything that was taken from me is now being packed into one thing that's making me want to move my entire life to a city that I never even thought about before. Damn. So now it's like I'm kind of neck deep in this, man, where I'm like, I've already publicly told people I'm moving. Everyone's constantly asking me, when are you moving? And it's like, I still want to move to the States. Yeah. But a part of me is like, Dan, what the fuck, man? Like languishing is what's caused you to go like like this. And it's like, I do want to live in Austin, but now it's getting expensive. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is already so on the nose. So, so yeah, the reason I said it before, but like the reason he thinks languishing is happening is because in the beginning of the pandemic, we were in that fight or flight mode, okay? Um, you know, parts of your brain were just ready to either fight or, you know, whatever. Um, but then as the pandemic kind of prolonged itself, okay? You can't be in fight or flight mode for two years. Right. Okay? Oh, yeah. So you start feeling this emptiness you feel like uh same thing with you and the algorithms right you feel like you've become a prisoner of other people's actions you feel like you know i don't i'm not secure in knowing 
what's happening around me because other people are calling the shots. Mm. Other people are saying, no, now you have to wear a mask. No, now you have to do this, you know? And it's just, it's gone to the point where it's just, it's become too much. And in any, in any field that you're in, you feel like you're languishing. Not only like for the content creators right. feel like, you know, right. there's that blah feeling. People that have a nine to five jobs, um, you know, you've been watching The Office, you've been watching like, friggin' reruns of things over and over again, or you are you find yourself on TikTok for like hours on end, and you're like, wow, did I really just kill two hours of my time scrolling through reels, Instagram reels, it's and TikToks? It's a sense of, uh, we're trying to numb boredom. You know what it is? I guess what I'm hearing is it's sort of like you're on a roller coaster, and you're, sta- you're at the station ready to take off to go, and you're just waiting, and it's like, okay, it's gonna happen, yeah. and you're waiting, and you're, your adrenaline's still pumping, and you're waiting, and now you're starting to get a little annoyed, because you're like, Come on, I'm excited. Let's go. That's it. And it doesn't happen. And now you're now you're starting to get annoyed. Yeah. What was once an exciting thing, you're now annoyed that when the ride actually takes off, you're kind of like, ugh, you know, the edges now. It's not as yeah. It's it's all over. Yeah, it, it's a different emotion than what was originally there. That's it. And and so um, it's like you know the moments when you're like when Instagram is like, hey dude, uh, you've checked up on all the posts for the last three days. Like you're good. Enough scrolling. You know. So and, and sometimes you might not wake up earlier or whatever. So his answer to um, to languishing and how you can take control back into your life and yeah. go from languishing into flourishing yeah, uh, is yeah. something I think that you've done that you don't particularly know that you've done it on purpose or whatever. Let's hear it. I, yeah, I'm so curious. And it's pick up a hobby. Mm. Take back control of the smallest little thing. Again, it yes. could be making sourdough bread. Yes. It could be making banana bread. It could be going on another social media for you and creating there it could be anything other than something new that switches up the mundane this is interesting i was gonna make a video on um sort of how to get unstuck from something yeah which i guess you know we've been we've been naming this unstuck feeling i guess it should be called languishing yeah so what i was gonna say and this is this is advice that a lot of people don't like to hear okay but it is start a new hobby and i know it will then be met with well i don't know what i like to do Everyone likes to do so. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when I say it's Friday evening? What do you want to do? Yeah. I just want to lay on the couch and watch TV. Okay. Well, then maybe what we can do is you could start a collection of movies that you like from best to worst. Yeah. All the Star Wars ones. Like create some sort of system. It doesn't have to be a new hobby like like what's traditional, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to start baking. You don't have to start doing resin or whatever. If it says something as you like to lay on a couch and watch a movie, turn that into a system of something. Yeah, man. Of, okay, I want to see, uh, I want to study the plot of this movie. Once you start to expand on things that give you comfort and joy, you'll then start to find where a potential seed mm. of a hobby lives. Because mm-hmm. I think what's hard for people is, is the first time we're told this is in high school. What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Because you got to decide when you go to university. Such bullshit. And everyone's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm freaking 18 years old, man. Yeah, nobody knows at that age, including me. I was doing YouTube videos, and so I just, I naturally went to school to make more videos. Yeah. I have no idea what I wanted to do. So it happens at every stage of your life where people are like, get a hobby. Well, yeah, you know how hard it is just to get a hobby? It is the easiest advice that people throw around. Get a hobby. Go get a hobby. Okay, well, how can I get a hobby is what people need to be told. Yeah. And it starts by trying to build on something you already 
minorly like doing. And people are like, I don't like doing anything. That's not true. You clearly like bitching. Yeah. Okay. So then if you like bitching, why don't you try? Sorry, you're aggressively pointed at me. <laughs> you clearly like bitching. No, but no, I mean, I, whoever's <laughs> yeah, listening, yeah, right? Yeah. If, if that's what you like to do, then maybe start watching uh, things on how to better like Bitch. decipher arguments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you like to complain, be good at complaining. Be the best at complaining. Yeah, because some people, like, it's true. Like, I don't know. Let's say the person who goes home and likes to listen to music all day, they're the first ones that made playlists, and they're killing it on yeah. Spotify or yeah. Apple Music by making playlists for others. But, but we've talked about this so many times on this podcast, yeah. that there is there is an audience for everything you want to do. And I'm going to go dark here for a second, okay? You look at these shows on Netflix of people that do mass murders. Yeah. And somehow they still get married. Somehow they've got a fan club of women that want to sleep with them, marry them. These guys just killed people. They did the worst thing that a human could possibly do. Yeah. And they're still loved for it. Damn, I was going <laughs> to. Okay. So, so what I'm saying example. is, if it is a dark example, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter what you do. There's an audience for it. And, and I, let's now get away from that. Let's, and we've said this in the past, you have a thing for bottle caps. We've talked about this. Right? And I'm telling you guys, there is a YouTube channel out there with like hundreds of thousands of subscribers and it's called vacuum wars i promise you the yes. guy just gets a new vacuum every day yeah and puts it against another friggin' vacuum mm -hmm. like the people love that man people love that shit if you look at who i'm following on tiktok i follow a guy that cleans pools <laughs> i follow a guy that cuts grass yeah cutting man. grass something that people used to always take as just a task yeah, there are YouTube channels where people are so damn passionate about cutting grass, and it is the best thing to see. It's so good. <laughs> so there's a lot of people out there that are fighting to be average and fighting to fit in. If you're fighting to fit in, then you're jamming yourself into the wrong puzzle piece. Yeah. That group is not welcoming you for who you are. It's time to find a new one. Yeah, seriously. Like last night, all great dudes on their own. Yeah, together as a cluster, it just wasn't not my vibe. Thing. It wasn't my vibe. So, but yeah, so. Um, languishing, you know, uh, he says part of the danger is when you're languishing, you might not notice the dulling, uh, of delight or the dwindling of your drive. Okay. So you, you might not notice that your motivation kind of going down. You don't catch yourself slipping slowly into solitude. You're indifferent to your indifference. When you can't see your own suffering, you don't seek help or even do much to help protect yourself. Be and his main thing is name the shit. Okay. When someone asks you, you know, it, it is refreshing, okay? And I know this goes against everything I believe in life, okay? You know, toxic positive positivity 2021, okay? Yeah. Um, but, you know, when someone asks you, hey, how are you doing? You know, I know you just want to say fine or good or whatever, but I think there needs to be these, these moments that you have with your friends that you're like, honest to God, I think I'm languishing, right? Because your friend's going to see that and they're going to... They're going to kind of it puts you somewhere. You. Here's what it is. It puts you somewhere on that spectrum of happiness. Yes. Somewhere, which is right in the middle. Yes. What do people need? Because I think people need to either be thriving and super happy or they need to be super sad. Right. There, there isn't a term. I guess now there is. But there isn't like a state where you can sort of coast and feel blah. Yeah. You know, I think when people say I feel blah, they, they tend to be more of the depressive side. Oh, OK, that sucked. What's wrong? We've like, honestly, man, like if you felt blah, like mm -hmm. one of the most positive dudes I know, or like someone that can have a conversation or create lightheartedness. If you felt blah this past year, um, so I'm the same way where I'm high energy and I like to be around people. If I felt blah, yeah. then you better believe people that aren't naturally social animals that like to make people's days. They definitely felt it 
probably a little bit more intense or in a different way. 100%. And we were very honest with you guys in the beginning of the pandemic. We were like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I was like, you were asking me, like, how do you feel? I'm like, oh, man, I feel great. This is so great. Right. It really was great at the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah. So by naming, I think the, the danger is with this whole thing is if you feel like you're by yourself, like you're the only one feeling this, I promise to God, you are not the only one that like, yeah, I know, I know. With, with depression yeah. and all these mental health stuff, the worst part about it is when you feel solitary, oh, when you feel like sucks, man. you're just by yourself but and it's not the but case. That, but that's how it thrives. Look at COVID. Yeah. The only reason why COVID became a world pandemic mm. was because it was the perfect ingredient to do so. It was contagious enough yeah. that it could spread and survive long enough but it wasn't deadly enough because if it killed people, it wouldn't be able to jump from person to person. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it had that perfect mix. It was a perfect mix. They said that it's it's not common for that to happen. Like you look yeah. at Ebola. Mm. Ebola didn't become a pandemic because it killed the host so early on. Yeah. So you look at things like depress depression, that its main little tick is to make you feel like nobody on this planet has been where you are. Will understand, will ever even have a conversation about this. You know how this. wild that is? The, the human mind, as complex as it is, is there's like, I, I once described an art piece I wanted to do and someone actually ended up drawing it. I They were going to send it and I, I lost contact because I didn't want to get my address out. But basically what it feels like is you're in a hole, okay? Yeah. And you're in a hole where you can't reach the top, so you can't get out. There's no ladder. It's a completely soft hole, so you can't climb out. You're stuck. Yeah. You're absolutely, you admit that you're stuck. You look around, you're in this hole by yourself. The truth is, is once you get to the top of the hole and you look around, there's holes everywhere where people are also in holes. Yeah. Where it's almost like if you had x-ray vision, you can kind of see through the ground. You'd be like, wow, there's so many people here with me, but you can't. And that's the struggle. And that's why people need help from a therapist. A therapist is actually sort of like x-ray goggles. You know, Bro, I think we're uncovering some shit here. This is good. I think a therapist <laughs> is like x-ray goggles. Okay? Yeah. So you go to them and they tell you that, okay, let's get it out of your system. The more you get it out, the more the hole sort of starts to fill. Mm. It's not going to happen overnight. The, hill, the, the, the hole will start to fill up with dirt and you'll start to actually get to the top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happens is sometimes we'll have a bad day and we automatically think the hole got deeper. Yeah. But it's like, no, you actually just need to probably stand up and you realize, no, lift you yourself. Know, it happens. It happens. It's crazy. This is uh, your Ebola situation. That was a crazy example. Well, I, I never had Ebola. I know, now your situation. <laughs> okay. But this whole thing of like, if depression killed off the host faster, yeah, it, it, like I feel like depression, anxiety, all these mental health situations, they're such a perfect mix. Mm. It's almost like, you know, like the virus wants to survive. Yes. And so it finds ways to survive longer. Yes. As this has. Yeah. I feel like these mental health issues and these ideas, you're so right. Like they're the same. They, the reason we have a mental health, let's say, call it a pandemic as well, mm -hmm. is because these ideas have been perfected to last so long. Like exactly, I, I look exactly. at my sextortion thing where the, the girl made it seem like no one will ever understand this video. Everyone's going to put me in shame and everyone, you know, but like by reaching out to people right away, I feel like I curbed that um, sensation, that feeling. Th that, that feeling of shame and all that, right? And, and same thing with this, with any men mental health issue. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's um, by it trying to make you feel isolated and no one will understand you, it lives longer. And it, it does. Lives longer well, in your head. Look, look at it like this, okay? Yeah. If I say, hey, Amar, next time you come here on Friday, uh, we're going to have a test. 
Yeah. It's going to be a big ass test. If you don't pass, I'll never see you again. This podcast is absolutely done. We're deleting every episode. Can you take the roadcaster? No, that saves with me too. <laughs> Actually, I destroy it in front of you. Wild. Okay. So yeah. there's this there's this pressure yeah. now, and, and it kind of causes you some stress. You're like, I need to ace this test. Mm. Well, what is the first thing you would do um, to get rid of the, the idea of the stress of this test? You may or may not get the answer, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'd study up. Study sure. up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you would try to educate yourself as much as possible as to what the test is going to be about. Maybe it'll be about apples. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to study everything you need to know about apples. So when you come on Friday, you feel confident, yeah, you feel yeah. more secure, and you're not as shaky. No. You're the most shaky and nervous when you feel like you can't anticipate what's going to happen and what, what you know what to do. Yeah. With a test... The best way to do it is to educate yourself as to what that test is. True. And it goes away, right? Same thing happens with, with depression and anxiety. If you know what's happening on or what's going on in your head, whether it's languishing in terms of being in the middle ground or anxiety. Yeah. This past year, I've had a huge evolution with anxiety because I'm like, I'm going to study the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything that it's going to try to make me do for the rest of my life so I can at least understand that the feelings I'm feeling, I know it'll still affect me, yeah. but I want to know that the feelings are at least normal, right? So I study, I read so many books on it and I now feel like so much more <clears throat> like in control. So I think the best way to do it is you're feeling down, you feel languishing, study up as to what you are actually feeling. Mm. Be careful, be choosy. Don't just go on Google because it'll tell you you have cancer. <laughs> but like, okay, so you're starting to feel anxious, learn everything there is to know about anxiety in a hopeful sense, yeah. right? And it'll it'll sort of train you to feel a little bit more relaxed and be like, okay, this is yeah. a little bit normal. You know? Like I man, with what I do for a living, I don't have a plan. I don't have a five year plan. Yeah, I don't have a, a one year plan. You know, how daunting that is when I've got now my family saying, "When are you moving to Texas?" I got everyone asking me, "When are you going to move to Texas?" And the problem is, is I don't know. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't know is because I get paid here. People, the PR agencies in Toronto, all know me. Yeah, I'm a nobody. I don't want to say nobody, but like essentially, yeah, I'm a little bit unknown in Texas, in the U.S. market. Yeah. So I'm going to be entering in a world where I'm throwing away most of my job security, my money, yeah. to go into somewhere where I could potentially fail, right? It's a, it's a daunting thing. Hey, sorry, side topic. Um, you studying up on this, on all these books, okay? The other day, okay, I went on a date with someone. Shout out to you. I know you're listening, okay? Oh. I, I went on a date with someone who listens here. Uh, okay. I didn't. <laughs> okay. She listened after the day. I wasn't like... She listens and then I went. Fan. She's like a fan. Eh? <laughs> no. um, and then um, I think you're talking about like attachment style. Yes. Attachment yes, I was. Theory. And um, she asked me, she's like, so uh, what kind of whiff did you get about my attachment style? I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, I was you like, damn, what do I answer? <laughs> you can get, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult early on to get like a whiff as, as we branch out. But like. Yeah. It's it's difficult to get a whiff. Where you actually start to get, let's say, a full, like, you know, yeah. is, like, probably, you could probably get it three weeks in after communicating, communication has created a routine. Yeah, so this is the perfect answer to have texted her, uh, except I don't want to do the prolonged right on the first date. No, no, of course you know? not. Of yeah. course not. That's not fair. <laughs> That's not right. fair. It's weird. You know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, it's <laughs> the first day. There's nerves pumping out. Everyone's giving a different yeah. version of themselves. But I was like, uh, I think I got a whiff of avoidance. <gasps> Ooh, you say that? <laughs> but also security. I think you're also secure. Yeah, but you'll know uh, avoidant. Uh, I, I would say the past year, if you're going to read a book, guys, yeah. there's there's three that I would recommend. Mm. Okay, one is called Dare. Okay, 
Um, I'll, I'll get the author. One of them is um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck yep. by Mark Manson. That one and only. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, oh, Attached. Attached. And that's about the attachment styles. What's Dare about? Dare is literally a Bible um, on anxiety. Oof. When I was listening to it, similar to Avoidant. Yep. Or sorry, uh, Attached. Attached. So Dare, it's by uh, Barry McDonough. Okay. okay. Sick name. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Uh, it's amazing. So when I was listening to it, I'm like, this. I would. There's times where I'd be laughing, where I'm yeah. like, holy shit. Like, I love it, those moments when like you're laughing because it's so, it's, it's so, so right. It's so you. It's so clinical, and it makes you laugh because you're like, it's this overwhelming feeling of I'm gonna be okay. Because if they're if they, they wrote a book, yeah, about something that you feel is about you. Man, you realize how common that shit is if it's in a book <laughs> and like a best selling book. It, yeah. it, it's a good feeling when that happens. Same with attached. When I was listening to Attach a few years ago when I first started it, I was in a relationship that was just not going well. Mm -hmm. And I was laughing because I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. She's avoidant. I'm anxious now. I was never anxious before. Now I'm anxious. Here's why I have it. And it's crazy. So I can now address people and I don't hold them to it, but I, I can look at people and be like, I, I think I know what what this will do to me. Yeah. I think I know what your next move might okay, be. Okay, but you see, this is the problem I have with books, man. I just... I. I know, look, I know we're all not unique and I know these books rip through all the bullshit and they just, they strike right through the heart. I get it, okay? Yeah. I don't like when when we read those books and we're like, you know, we see someone, we're like, nah, you're avoidant, piss off in my life. No, 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 no but no, no that, that's, that's a you thing. That's a you thing. Yeah. That's what I mean. So That's you, not a me thing. No, it is. That, that's, no. a, that's a problem that I have with maybe other people. No, no, that would be a you thing though. If, if you read a book like, like Attached, okay? And you identify somebody as avoidant and your instant reaction is, ah, fuck off, I'm not dealing with that. Well, you didn't read the whole book because the book will tell you where an avoidant person can change. Okay, look, look. The, the other two books, sure. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. The amount of people around me in my life that I have, that I have heard say to other people, you know what? I don't like the energy that they give off. I'm not... You know, I I don't want to be friends with them, and they break friendships just because the. Well, no, that's but that's not the book's fault because the book doesn't tell you to act on emotion in then and there. It's a it's about a, you you take you take little notes throughout. So if somebody's going to say, you know, what, I don't but like people the energy, read it wrong. That's what I'm trying of to course, say. You know? I agree. I agree. If people are going to live this basic white girl live laugh love style of you know what I don't need this energy in my life I'm gone and yeah, break right. relationships that quick. They've misinterpreted the entire book. It, it is about self-support. Yeah. But it's about self-support to make you thrive in a social setting. It's not about, I'm going to cut out everyone that pisses me off remotely. Yeah. You're doing it wrong and you'll end up pretty alone quick. Mm. It's about understanding why that person might be pissing you off. Why are they doing it? And have you addressed it? And if you haven't addressed it and you're just going to cut them out because you don't like that energy, that's on you. And, you. and by reading that book, you should know that's on you. It's true. I think so much of people is is you got to take ownership. This is what the problem is. Nobody takes ownership for their own shit. Nobody, mm -hmm. man. They all they all try to find reasons. Oh, I, no, look, I acted that way because you. I acted that way because of this. But this, nobody takes ownership as, I got triggered because of something that I dealt with and I'm sorry that I did that. Yeah. Because that was something that I did. And you didn't know that and your reaction, you, even though it was going to piss me off, you didn't realize to that capacity. Right? It's like everyone wants to be famous but or, or wants to be successful on social media, but nobody wants to put in the work. Yeah. The amount of times I get DMs, can you show me, oh, can you do this? 
Yeah, but do the friggin' work. So you like, don't yeah, have to, for what? For what? Yeah. It's so frustrating. Put in the work. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't put in work. And I know that sounds like it's shit, but work can be fun. That it doesn't feel like work, but you have to do something. Yeah. I'm going to try to sum it up in in, in one line, one phrase here. Okay. Um, I think obviously the answer here is all about taking control yourself, taking control back, and doing it yourself. You know what I mean? There, there's so much uncertainty out in the world mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that you're gonna need whether it's languishing whether it's uh feeling good whether whatever it is just take control back to yourself do the work study up um friggin start whatever mm-hmm. hobby you want to do it's it's not the world it's also you you got to take control um the world is fucked but you got to take control uh, back because that's going to make you have a better life. Yeah, I would say it's a good, good sequence ending. I think I that think, was a ramble because I had no idea where the <laughs> freak I was going with that. I think if I were to sum up languishing, yeah, it would be <laughs> yes. What you said, you need to take control. Yeah, languishing is going to feel mundane. It's going to feel like no, we'll do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. That's just its way of surviving. It's yeah. the it's the host, the thing, thing. that's keeping it alive. Yeah. What you have to do is you have to challenge it. Do the one percent every day. It may not feel like you're doing anything. It's compounds. So by in 30 days, you've actually done 30% better. Love it. Right? So just do the smallest thing. Even if you go to the gym and lift a weight five times, then tomorrow lift 10. Mm. And the next day, you're, you are getting better. Small, but you're getting better. And I think that's what people need to understand is like a year like last year, baby steps, man. Baby steps. Mm. We love you. Yo, thank you for hearing me out, guys. Love you. Later. <laughs> you, can't, you can't let me end it. You got to say something. I love you. <laughs>